So today, rather than introducing yet another aspect, we will just expand on what we have covered over the last five days, because it has been a lot. And it takes actually years, it takes years to, you know, really become aware of everything that is going on in our hearts and minds. As you know, we have been using the Satipatthana Sutta as a basic framework and thus contemplated the body, we contemplated Vedana, the feeling tone, we contemplated the mind and mind states. And in the fourth Satipatthana, that would be the next contemplation, we would contemplate the Dhammas, as it is called. We will not go further into it, but basically you could say that this fourth Satipatthana is about perceiving and contemplating our experiences in the light of the teachings. So bringing the teachings to our experience and contemplating our experiences within this frame of reference. And to a certain extent, we've already been doing this because one of the contemplations in the fourth Satipatthana is becoming aware of the hindrances. So we have already spoken about that one, to know when the hindrances are present and to know when they're not present. But as this is our last full day of practice, I'd like to invite you today to move in a more, into a more open way of practicing, where we don't always need to be so focused on certain objects, so not needing always to keep the attention with just one object, but also playing a little bit with letting the attention flow more freely at times, or just resting in awareness itself. A very helpful distinction that we can make here is between attention and awareness. So we could say that attention is the focus that we can bring to any aspect of our experience. It's more like a searchlight, you know, that can go from one object to the other and highlight one of our experiences. So the attention can go to the breath, it can go to a sound, it can go to a thought, it can move around or it can stay steady with one object, yes? But it is a very... Um, how should I say, uh, defined focus, yes, where we pay attention. Now, there is something else going on at the same time, and this is awareness. And even if there is this focus at any moment, there is also a field within which this is happening. And we could call this the field of awareness. And this is like what is always there in the background 
or in the periphery or underlying all these different objects arising and passing away. So it's like the context or the, the container within which experience arises and passes. So now in this moment, I, as you're aware of my voice, you might become aware of some body sensations. This is not something you need to think about. It just happens spontaneously that suddenly something that was not present can enter our field of awareness and we can, can become aware of it. So in any moment, um, there is this totality of awareness and within this totality, when there is something intense arising, we suddenly start to notice and then usually the mind goes and wants to check out what is happening, a sound or a strong body sensation. Yes, But this, this awareness was already there. It's just usually we are not so aware of it happening. It's always there. It's just like this background knowing field. So we tend to overlook it. But through meditation, we can develop and become more aware of this field of awareness. We can strengthen it. And if we develop this, it really supports a, a more spacious, more holistic way of being. Uh, a very vast container that can hold both attention on certain objects in a certain moment and at the same time having a sense of the totality of this moment. Right now you can play with it, you know. We can have a sense of objects where our mind can land and we can have a sense of the context within which this is happening. Does that make sense? Yeah. So there are two ways of practicing. One is quite well known under this title of choiceless awareness, but, but actually it's probably better to speak of choiceless attention because it's really about not choosing any specific object for our attention. It's about where do I place my focus in any moment. So we just let the objects in a way self-select rather than making this choice, I want to stay with the breath or I want to stay with my hands. It's more just resting and then seeing where does the attention naturally flow and land. And this can change. We are maybe with the breath and then a sound appears and in a very natural way, and we don't need to fight this, the attention can just flexibly go there and notice, oh, sounds. And then there is another body sensation calling us. So the attention flows there. No problem. So it's not about staying with just one object, but letting this focus flow and being aware of this happening. So this is different from the untrained mind where <laughs> attention also jumps around, but usually in a very unconscious way. When we're not trained, then 
our attention is very unsteady also, but we don't know it. Yes. So the difference about choiceless attention and the untrained mind is that in choiceless attention, there is enough steadiness, there is enough groundedness in the mind so that we can in a way settle back and then just watch basically the attentional focus shift from one object to the other. So the objects change, but this kind of wakefulness, of mindfulness, is continuous. It's not about sticking to the same object all the time in order to become more steady, but letting the the objects change, but the awareness that knows this is happening is steady. This goes through all different kinds of objects. Yeah? So we can just settle back and see whatever is coming to the foreground in any moment. Yeah. This really requires quite a lot of mindfulness to do this kind of practice. You know, to have enough groundedness, enough wakefulness that we are not being pulled into any of those objects. Yes, we really need to, you know, to use this image um, of the bus stop, we need to really stay at the bus stop. Otherwise, this kind of practice will just lead to distractedness. If we practice in this way and we realize, oh, I'm just losing the steadiness, I'm losing the stability, maybe it would be a good idea to just come back and make a choice. Okay, I will again settle on one object for a moment. But also not becoming too tight. Oh, I always have to stick with just just one object, yes? So just exploring this. And it could be anything that can become the object. Sounds, Vedana, thoughts, body sensations, intentions. Just noticing the show that is happening, yes? It's an inner show, just arising and passing away. What can be very helpful is labeling at times. Yeah. It, it can just help us not to be sucked in. So being present and really seeing clearly and using the support of a label to notice, okay, planning thoughts or pleasantness or tingling or in-breath, whatever it is, just Using it in a very light way, such a label can support this continuous awareness through different objects. Another possibility when awareness is strong, when the mind is rather calm, quiet, is to become aware of awareness itself. So it's like letting go of all those objects, not being so interested in the objects and becoming more interested in the space that contains the objects. And this is something interesting to explore because if you look at this room, where does your attention land? Usually our attention lands on one of the objects, people, 
meditation cushions, windows, but we neglect the space within which people are sitting and there are meditation cushions. Yeah? So we can become more interested in the spaciousness in between, under all the objects, within the objects. Actually, space pervades everything. And it's, it's a very subtle shift. It's just becoming more interested in the space rather than in the objects. Does that make sense? Yeah? It's just shifting our interest a little bit, becoming aware of the mind. The space between two thoughts, it has been mentioned already. So this spaciousness, this field of awareness, as I said, is always there. It's always going on in every moment. And we can learn to recognize it. And this is actually not a very complicated thing. It's more just learning to recognize it. We all basically know it already, but sometimes people find it very confusing. How can, be, how can I be aware of being aware? How can I know the mind? But, I mean, we're not dead right now. We, we know we're alive, yes? There is something very immediate about knowing that we are aware. We already know it. We don't have to read 20 books. We, we know it immediately. You're not sleeping at the moment. There is some immediate knowing of there is awareness right now. How do you know? How do you know? There is something in us that just knows. I just know. I cannot explain it. I cannot put my finger on it. I cannot make a thing out of it. I cannot reify it. But there is, undoubtedly, there is this quality of knowing happening right now. Yeah. So, we can become more interested in this space, not making a big, big project out of it, but just become more interested in this very mysterious ability of our mind to be aware, to know. That can really help us not to become totally entangled in the objects, but like loosening our grip and turning the attention to the mind itself. I'd like to read you a quote by Mingyur Rinpoche. Thoughts, emotions, and sensations come and go in awareness the way galaxies, stars, and planets move through space. Just as space isn't defined by the objects that move through it, awareness isn't defined or limited by the thoughts, emotions, perceptions, and so on that it apprehends. We can discover this space to the degree that we're willing to let go of objects. You know, just not being so, uh, so much clinging on to, I have to feel my breath, I have to notice every microscopic sensation, but just noticing what else is happening right now. 
Yes, there is breath, there are body sensations, but somehow there is always also this knowing quality. So we can relax into this just knowing, being present, and at times really let go of the support of objects and just see, is it possible to be present in the here and now? Even forget the thoughts about past, present, future, just being, just, yeah, just awake, undistracted. It's not so much a doing, it's more a relaxing into what is already here in a very easeful way. Nothing to do, nothing to gain, nothing to push away. Just practicing being present, not being spaced out. It is spacious, but it's not spaced out. It's present, it's grounded, but not you know, clinging to any object. So letting just the experience be what it is. And just noticing that in this space of awareness, basically there is plenty of space for whatever can arise. And the more we can become aware of the spaciousness, that can really also be so supportive when there are difficult emotions because we start to become aware that the container is vast enough to hold whatever is arising. There might be difficult emotions at times, but if I can notice the awareness that is even bigger than the difficult things arising, it can become a true refuge from which I can you know, relate to the difficult. There is enough space for everything, for all kinds of experiences within this space. And if we find the mind is becoming spacey, spaced out, it's always good again, you know, just to ground ourselves. Just feel free at any time to just make this subtle shift coming back to an object. It it can be very interesting to explore. Am I more with an object right now? Or am I just aware of space that's already there? So something to explore. So if you wish, you might again find comfortable meditation posture. Beginning, as always, by finding ground, connection, steadiness. Just this sense of sitting here. Body, bodying the feeling tones, feeling 
the mind minding whatever is happening. Just establishing this clear intention of being present. And maybe taking a time to really connect with an anchor for a moment to stabilize the attention, to gather it for a moment, to settle. And whenever the mind feels inclined to do so, beginning to explore those possibilities of opening to this field of experiences and maybe just open to different kinds of objects Being very awake and noticing what is most prominent in this moment. And just naturally letting the attention go there for a moment. Connecting with the sensations sustaining the attention there. Until at any point maybe another object arises. And rather than seeing this as a problem, Just letting the mind bring interest to another experience. Maybe sounds, 
Maybe a thought. So having this wakefulness that knows moment by moment by moment what is arising and passing away. Just being present to this constantly changing, flickering dance of different sensations or mind phenomena. And not being too concerned about the content of what is happening. It's actually not important. Much more important is this capacity to be present, to know. And at times the mind might feel inclined to let go of all objects altogether and just rest in this knowing quality itself. Presence, openness, undistractedness. 
Letting the experience just happen in its own way. No need to do anything about it. We can relax. Is the mind aware? And how do you know?
If we find the mind has been lost in thoughts or drifting, practicing letting go, dropping. Again, becoming aware of the vastness, spaciousness of this moment.
Thank you, Yuka. So, resting in awareness. How about making that your central practice intention for this day? Resting in knowing this this vast knowing awareness, not me, not mine, just awareness, just presence. And resting, you know, I can sometimes play with a sense of awareness like the softest waterbed. You know, you know those beds that are filled with water, kind of liquid, so soft, and just resting into that. Feeling the, the nervous system twitch, tighten, but just resting back into that. Kind of infinitely soft waterbed of awareness. do that, we may also have the sense, oh, we can't fall out of this. (laughs) There can be a contracting within it, but this presence, this awareness, always here to return to. So, dropping in that, that invitation, oh, resting in awareness... The invitation, it all belongs within awareness, can also be really helpful. And you might even play with the invitation, it's all the same substance as awareness. It's all of one nature with awareness. Sense impressions like ripples on the surface of water, arising and passing, dissolving back into awareness. Same substance as awareness. As we've uh, hinted, uh, the trickiest sense domain is around this is often the sense of sight because it makes the world look solid <laughs> and, and creates what the Buddha would call a kind of conjuring trick, the illusion of solid subject witnessing solid object, solid world. <laughs> you know. But you could play with this sense, what are these just impressions arising and passing, rippling, within awareness. No need to get invested in the names of things or the belief in their substantiality. Ripples in water, fireworks 
in a clear, bright, dark sky arising and passing. Playing with these perceptions. Another Tibetan teacher uh, feels like a a theme for quoting Tibetans, this one, uh, offered a, an encouragement around this that's also really helpful on the last full day of a retreat. Patrol Rinpoche said, uh, don't, don't prolong the past. Don't invite the future. Don't fear appearances there's nothing more than this you could soften it into no need to prolong the past no need to invite the future no need to fear the appearances the mirages that we call tomorrow or going home or all the the mirages that can kind of begin to arise and appear on the last day of a retreat you know what what actually a beautiful precious opportunity to have a day after a bunch of days of practice where you're in this kind of space and can just practice deeply resting into presence, awareness. It's going to be by far the best preparation for going home, isn't it? (laughs) Just really to soak in the gift of this day. And uh, in the appearances, the mirages that arise, uh, there will be a few differences from uh, the mirages that you may recall from previous, the previous few days. So, so um, we, we ask that you, you come to the various um, Things on the schedule, the 11.30, there's a dana talk. We'd be, be really grateful if you come to that. And then there'll be some, some different things happening this afternoon. But you can let this afternoon just be a mirage right now. <laughs> Enjoy the morning. Uh, um, oh, yeah, one, one, in, the, in the mirage of the evening, you might, uh, just to, to flag up, that there'll be... A, uh, spaces for the affinity groups to sit again um, both at 6.30 we thought POC group in M200 as previously and the LGBTQI group in M208 which is the room that yuka has been using um, so it's so lovely that uh, you've been making use of those spaces and times we, we're just delighted so please feel very welcome to do so again this evening at 6.30 if you'd like to. 
and uh, we we put up some interview uh, slots for today. Um, if uh, you you uh, would like an interview, but there aren't any spaces, um, do you're you're welcome to write us a note, and we'll do our best to to fit you in. We can't promise to fit everyone in, but we'll. If, if you particularly would like an interview and you haven't had an opportunity for that, then please do write us a note. Yeah. And, and let's... Uh, there will be some talking later today, but let's, at other times, let's really protect the silence because it's so precious, isn't it? You know, let's protect the silence. So really holding to that sense of container that uh, as we've created together this week. But the walking as an opportunity to practice this resting. As, as we've reflected and Yuka has spoken about, there's a there's a, a deep relationship between the elements of earth and space. And just having enough sense of ground can really support the opening of the sense of awareness and space and the allowing of one's being to rest, rest into, soak into that. So, wish... Uh, each of you, each of us, a deeply enjoyable day. Thank you for listening. To learn how you can support the teachers and Dharma Seed, please visit dharmaseed.org slash donate.